great morning. Great morning. Great morning. And welcome back to another episode of Great Morning. I'm your host, Christian Murmur, Merms, Merm Dog, whatever the fuck you want to call me. And to the left of my computer screen, we have the boss, the pimp, the CEO, the chief, slightly special himself, Jimmy the Shooter. How you doing today, bro? What's going down? Dude, I'm going crazy over here. <laughs> yeah, I, I really want you to explain, actually, uh, how you're doing I really, you gotta, you gotta tell it. Oh, you gotta man. say it. I don't even, it's, it's such a hard description, man. It's like, it's like, I'm doing great. I'm doing so great, but it's like, not great. It's almost like the greatness is great to such an extent that it's not great. It's, it's almost not even good type greatness. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, you know, maybe what I meant was like, you contracted something recently. Is that correct? I got the Ronas, man. Dang. He's got the Ronas. It's crazy, dude. He got the Ronas. Yeah, man. I got How's the that experience? Uh, You're alive. I'm alive, dude. So yes. I don't, I don't, I don't really. We wish feel, him a speedy recovery. Indeed, yeah, I don't really feel like uh, I'm dying, but I do feel like a very dramatic pool in energy because I'm such an energy person. You know what I mean? I love energy. So is that why, like, the, that tissue roll is, like, in the back? <laughs> yeah, dude, you see it? You peeped yeah. it? <laughs> he like, lives in there now. All right, for sure. I literally, yo, I literally live in my office. Right now. It was funny because before we got started, too, he was like, I should probably clean up back here. <laughs> yeah, I just, I cleaned off my, my, my desk, but had, like, Xbox controllers and, like, a bunch of trash. And now I just got my vitamin C up on here, you know? So you're living in the office. You've had COVID for two days now, I believe, right? It was two days ago you told me. Is this day three? Day three. I think it is day three, officially. The walls have begun to speak to me. Yeah, like, (laughs) so you it started, though, I remember you called me. Um, You called me three days ago on FaceTime. You're like, bro, I cannot smell and I cannot taste anything. That's how it started, right? There was no headache or anything. It was just, you cannot smell anything. You can't taste anything, right? Correct. So then you tried to eat these hot wings, am I correct? And drink black <laughs> coffee, like some bitter shit, some hot shit, just to make sure you couldn't taste anything, right? Yeah, so so basically what I did is I went to Buffalo Wild Wings, right? And I was like, I need yeah. all the hot shit. I went to like the Ghost Pepper, the Reaper, the Carolina Reaper, like top to bottom mango habanero all the hot shit right and i pretty much was like yo if i can't taste this this is it it's over you know you know you so you couldn't taste it and then you took the test um but you you know what's interesting that test uh whatever you did how'd you do that did it because it came back uh positive in one day i remember mm-hmm. when uh in the beginning of all this i did the test i was negative but i did the test and it still took uh three days to get a result back How'd you get yours like right away? It actually, I think it was all about timing, man. Um, we went on on a Sunday, did the test. Next morning, got the results. I have no idea, honestly. I think it was timing because, like, my vial, like, there's like, you know how people have like cases set up and shit, like, like everything's like kind of ready. Like the only one in the entire case. She's like, oh, well, well, welcome to the test. I guess now that the vaccine is out, people just like focus on the vaccine, you know. I'm like, oh, yeah, got that. Bang. So now that it's been a couple of days, you are very tired, and you uh, you said you were heating up. You, you, you're getting a fever? Yeah, so I don't have it. I don't have a fever, bro. I'm just <laughs> tired. You're just tired. Mm-hmm. That's it? That's all you have to tell us about COVID. You got it. You got what everyone's, you know, been fearing for like the last year. You got you got the thing that's keeping people inside, the masks and everything. That's all you got to say? Well, we'll talk about it more in the future. We'll talk about okay. it later on the podcast, you know. Let's... You know, all right, that's fine. You know, I think it's, uh, though, I think it's time to introduce our special guest of the evening. Do you think it's time, Jimmy? I do. I do believe so. I, I think it's time to introduce our special guest. Uh, with us today, we have a veteran, a Navy veteran, you know, more, you gang. Know, more specifically, you know, gang, um, got out of the Navy, uh, November, 2018, 
um, is now going to Harvard. Please welcome yourself. Introduce yourself, Stephanie Javier. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you, Christian, for uh, that intro. And thank you, Jimmy, as well. You know, you guys for having me here. Uh, my name is Stephanie Javier, but I typically go by Steph or Javi with my friends. Uh, me and Jimmy, we met in 2017. 17. I'd say so. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Good. Um, yeah, I was going through like a rough patch at the time, like mid mid military career of four years. And uh, I don't know, I just somehow like, like vibes like brought us together. And then we went like karaoke that one time. And then I don't know, I think we hung out a couple more times. And then we do we did a photo shoot right out of after I got out. And yeah, and then, you know, kept in touch here and there. And now we're here. Yo, I was actually telling Chris this earlier. Um, we were in the gym. Remember? I was vlogging. I was vlogging that day. <laughs> oh. And I saw you yeah. and I was like, I was like, yo, what's up? And he was like, yo, what's going on, player? And I was like, oh shit, you know, nothing. Blah, 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 blah. We chopped it up. And then I was actually over by the squat rack. And then you walked in and I was like, yo, Javi, what's going down? Because I saw you at the gym, like in passing all the time. But then I guess, I don't, I don't know. I was just like, yo, what's up? And then I was like, yo, let's go to LA. And you were like, yeah, I'm down. And then we went to Chuck's <laughs> birthday party for LA. Dude, isn't it so funny how like time kind of warps memories? And like, you remember that so well. And I would not have remembered that had you not reminded me. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm like, oh, right. Like that happens. Like, I forgot. We got it documented. It's all actually on. He's got it on camera somewhere. It's on YouTube right now. The really? The whole Dude, thing. Send yeah. me the entire thing, please. <laughs> Dude, the whole oh thing. I remember I remember that night when we kicked it, you were like so lit. You were like, yeah, yeah. Like you were, you were the, honestly, you were the only one that was actually killing it during karaoke, to be fair. <laughs> I, I am Filipino, to be fair. So. Yeah. So your karaoke game was on lock. But yeah, it was just kind of random. It was just one of those things where I was just like, oh, shit, what's up? Let's go to LA. And you're like, yeah, dude, totally down. And then we went and uh, celebrated Chuck's birthday party. Remember that long ass drive? It's crazy. Kind of. Everything's all blurry now, but obviously, like, I don't know if you guys could say the same with you guys' memory, like, in your early 20s. Oh, yeah. Like, like mm-hmm. I yeah, know I had a really something. good time. Yeah. And yeah, you're like, oh, wait, yeah, that that's how that happened. Or this is how we met. Or this. Yeah. Well, um, you guys met San Diego, I'm assuming, since you're talking about going to L.A., right? Lamore. Your station in San Diego? Lamore. Oh. Yeah. Wait, what's your background, Christian? Because, like, I, this is the first time I'm meeting you. Uh, I yes, don't know of course. anything about you, so could you please <laughs> do a little intro, not for the audience, but for me? Yeah, I'll do the yeah. intro. Yeah, oh, yeah. Let me it's do the intro. It's been a while since I, I did would an, love intro. To do an very, intro. I would love to. I'm, I'm very happy you asked. Uh, so, well, I met well, Jimmy. Well, let me let me... Let me do the okay, intro. Right, go ahead. I want to. I want to yeah, bring go, it go in. It. You know what I mean. All right, fine. We're yeah, all friends here. Same. I want to bring in this virtual <laughs> space. Okay. And to the middle of me, which makes no sense. We have the author, the writer, the host of Great Morning with slightly special media, Christian Murmur. This guy. How you doing today, man? I, I'm I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm great. Thank you so much for doing that. I appreciate that. Yeah, I don't always uh, I don't always get to uh, talk about myself until the end of a podcast. But um, thank you for asking. Um, so how I met Jimmy? Um, I was in the Navy. I was, but I didn't meet him because of the Navy. I should say I met him through a friend who was doing a photo shoot with him. You remember this, Jimmy? Yep. The first time you recorded, like, no, actually, you were you were recording the first time we met. You were recording a uh, video for him while he was recording a song. Shout out to O'Shea Ivy. That's who we're talking about. Then afterwards, I went to your house like a couple weeks later to do the photo shoot with him. And we were just talking. We were having a good time. And you brought up the idea of the podcast. And I said, I'd always like, I've always wanted to do a podcast. And he was like, you should be the host. And that was literally it. Like, I don't know if you were like actually serious or, I mean, we were obviously, we're you know, three seasons into this, but I don't know if like you actually thought like I'd hit you back, like I'd actually come over and talk about it, if we'd actually get set up and we, you know, we did. No, I, I had a feeling, man. I just had a feeling, you know, you had a feeling I the, with me. I saw That's the how... spark, my brain shot off and I was like, you know what? You should be the host. 
Let's make some magic happen. And we are. Yeah. Look at that. I was very thankful for that opportunity. And here we are uh, two years, almost two years we've been doing this now, two years later. But yeah, that's how I met Jimmy. That's how I met uh, Kilo. Um, That's how I met O'Shea was through the Navy. I was in the Navy five years, by the way. Um, But how how long were you in the Navy? Four years. Four years. Okay. And what was your Um, uh, rate or job, we should say? For sure. I was an aircraft mechanic. So I worked on F-18s. Yeah. What about you? (laughs) I was an L.S. Oh, so nice! I did nice. all the supply stuff. Yeah, I um, I was with Hazmat for most of my time while I was on the ship, and before that, I worked I was on Hazmat too. For yeah, sure, Hazmat was a uh, you know, it's fun. It's a lot of chill. heavy lifting. It was chill. Yeah. A lot of yeah, a lot of moving paint back and forth from the ship. Were you on um, what kind of a ship were you on? I was I was never really on a ship actually. Okay. I was uh, land based all throughout. Oh yeah, Ooh, got the so, lucky yeah. one. I don't know. Well, I don't know. It has its pros and cons. I think uh, being on a ship has its pros too. But yeah, either way, like I'm thankful for whatever I got. You know, so yeah, man, it's it's always a good stepping stone. The Navy, the military, really can be a very uh, positive impact for a lot of people, and it is always a good stepping stone. You know, but I'm actually excited about your travels. Right. For sure. I see that you've been moving around a lot. You've been, you know, I see that you're at a beach right now while you're calling us. That's that's crazy. Like what beach are you at? (laughs) Dude, I actually like just like you guys, uh, my friend would say that the that my background is actually a little bit ratchet with all the drinks right here. Oh yeah, we've been partying, huh? Like, no, 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 it ain't me. It's it's my friend's house and I'm just like living here for the moment. But I want to say though, before we get too far out of the topic, like that's amazing that you guys like started this podcast and you guys have been going at it for two years. Um, Similarly, like my friend and I just made a podcast, like launched a podcast actually like three weeks young. And Oh, wow. Oh, we should, yeah. we What's should the name? Jo- hey, have us come on. We'll be guests. Dude, I'd love to be a guest. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's just like, there's a lot of things going on right now. And so like, definitely like the possibility and the opportunity is there. And then you guys just mm-hmm. spoke it. But um, the podcast name is Coffee Currents, like Wave Currents. And gotcha. uh, Spotify and like Apple Podcasts, I think. Um, but yeah, um, similarly, like I launched this podcast with a friend of mine that I've known since boot camp. And okay. but like we never really thought of like launching a project together, but then like it just naturally came about, you know, just like it was just yeah, just like how it happened for you guys. It's it's just really cool. And I think that's like and I've been saying this a lot lately, but like naturally is a good way to like navigate through life. So the vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Vibe. Yeah. Life's a vibe. It's all about a vibration. You know what I mean? It's all a, it's all a vibration. I'm vibrating right now. Are you vibrating? You're vibrating. <laughs> this man, you know, I got I gotta give it to you. You uh you have a lot of energy right now for uh for someone with COVID right now. I'm I'm very, very happy about that. But um Well thank you. you. Know, Javi, uh, you know, I wanted to ask real quick, why did you uh choose to leave the Navy, like get out of the Navy, if you don't mind me asking? For sure, for sure. Uh, okay, Jimmy asked about my travels and then you, why I quit the Navy. Okay, two questions. I don't want to like lose them. Oh yeah, um, sorry, we, we came no, in about the beach. Yeah, go ahead, uh, yeah, yeah answer, I, answer his first. I'll do the Navy one first, just because we're kind of in the topic already. Because sure. otherwise, does that make sense? Anyway, that makes um, sense. <laughs> all right. So I love the military. Honestly, it's kind of like the way I see it and I explain it to people is just like, the military is like being in a relationship with someone and, yes. you know, maybe perhaps in the beginning you entered with it, entered into this relationship, you had good intentions and you you guys, you know, could benefit from each other. Uh, that was like the starting point. And then as you go about life and you do your growing and your years in the Navy, you realize certain things about yourself or in case in my case, myself, I realized that Mm -hmm. the things I wanted and the growth that I needed was not really something that the Navy could accommodate and would be compatible for, for my life journey. And, uh, it was, uh, difficult and challenging. There were, there were definitely like challenging times when I was like, uh, deciding whether I should, uh, choose to get out of the Navy or not. But at the end of the day, I, 
mustered up that courage to courage to go my own way. So yeah. Do you feel like you have any strengths, you know, thanks to the Navy? Like a lot of people can use it as a reference point, right? Because it is kind of like going to jail a little bit. Not to say that because yeah. for me, the Navy's always 100%. been for me, like so the Navy's always been like a party, right? I've had a great time. I've just been blessed with where I've gone, um, the people that I've met. But I can say that there's a lot of shitty times that really kind of bring out the character or like bring out that inner strength. Would you say, especially like to segue into the traveling thing, like whether it's sleeping in small spaces or sleeping at all, you know, like people are like, yeah, when you learn how to sleep in the Navy or the military, you can sleep anywhere. You know what I mean? Like just, just strengths. Like, would you say that it's fair to say that it kind of developed you into like a stronger person? Absolutely. I, me and my friend, the same friend, Gonzo, that I started my our podcast with, uh, she would once would say that the military makes you do things you never thought you'd do. And that's for the good and for the bad. Things about yourself that are very beautiful and things about yourself that are very ugly. And I can definitely say mm. the same for my, my naval journey. With that said, like I definitely challenged myself to the threshold and beyond of my capabilities. And I think knowing that I can deliver such strength was like a reminder for me. But in all honesty, like my situation with the military is that I'm like, I'm thankful for what I got, but I'm glad to be out because at the end of the day, what I got out of the military, and this is, I'm going to go a little bit into transitioning out of the military here. I had to find my identity outside of an institution that told me who I am or who I should be, where I should be, at what time I should be doing something and what I should be doing at any mm. given point. And that was so deep. And whenever in my first year out of the Navy, I kind of, I detached from my Naval friends, not out of spite, but honestly, probably during that time, I was very bitter, yeah. but it was time I needed to spend away from that just so that I could find myself again. And, and it's an ever like, and it's an ever going process of refinement, but definitely from two and a half years out now, back to when I started, when I just got out, I definitely like know myself better and to like build up from the ground up, like my inner strength and self-discipline that was not instilled in me by the military. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, it, there's absolutely nothing wrong with doing a term and getting out of the military. No. You know? No, that's what I did. Yeah. You do your term, you get your binnies, you get out, you live your life, man. And, and then you develop and you grow as a, as a human being. And I think that's a beautiful thing, especially when you look like long-term, like if you look down the long road, right? Let's say medicine's getting better. People are going to live kind of long. You know what I mean? Javi, you're probably going to live well over a hundred. You know what I mean? That'd be cool. Well over a hundred. So you got time. I'm you got happy time. With you got I... a lot of time. You got a lot of time. And then you're yeah. going to continue to grow into yourself and to develop into yourself. And I'm also extremely curious, like, what was it like traveling? Because, like, I really want to talk about this and delve into this because you did the thing that a lot of people wish they could do. And that is they do their term in the military, but then they get out and then they travel the world. And you've been to some amazing places. I just want to say real quick, though, before you start talking about the traveling, uh, thank you, though, for that very, very honest answer about leaving the Navy. That was that was, you know, sometimes people, we've had veterans on before, but they're just kind of like, yeah, you know, the Navy, you know, it helped, it, it, you know, yeah, annoying, fuck you know the whatever, Navy, that one out. Yeah. Yeah, whatever, you know, <laughs> it's like, okay, cool. You know, we'll, we'll move on. But that was a very honest, that was a, that was a deep answer. And I, I, I really appreciate that. But anyway, you know, it was ahead, a beautiful uh, answer. It was. It thank was you. Thank you. I, I honestly, I honestly believe like anyone who's gotten out of the military can resonate with that. It's not, I'm not saying it's the truth, but it's my truth. And it, it seems like with every, every post person I've spoken to that's a veteran for sure, like know what it's like. It's not something that you can actually express. It's something to experience. So yeah, you're welcome. Hell yeah. Appreciate that. But anyway, I go ahead, uh, Jimmy. I'm sorry about, again, cutting off your uh, traveling. Good. Traveling, but you've asked it like three times now. 
All right, traveling. Oof. Oh man. So actually, this is the first time I'm talking about traveling like this. Um, traveling is an interesting concept because, and this is just like going into philo- into my philosophy and how I see the see life and the world that we live in. But I think it's, I mean, first off, number one, I was not born and raised in this country. I was born and raised mm-hmm. in the Philippines. I immigrated here with my family when I was 13. And okay. so that puts me at a different perspective to when people say just travel. Be- just because I was uprooted as a kid and placed in a different country with an entire different culture, with an entire different mm. language. Just because of this radical shift that has obviously like shaped my beliefs and the way I go about life. Anyway, that out of the way, uh, I think it's pretty silly that, and this may be, may sound radical. And I don't know if you guys have had guests who said similar things or maybe been friends, but I think it's pretty silly that the world we live in works for a two week, three week vacation for an entire year. Oh, 100%. When I honestly like, okay, I have to like bring it back. I first started really traveling because I was heartbroken right right around the time you met me, Jimmy, or something like that. And uh, yeah, and I was just like such in a deep, dark hole that I really wanted to take myself out of the situation physically even. So I traveled uh, to London and then did did a loop with like Valencia, Spain, and then Barcelona, and then France, and then Belgium, and then last minute flight to Amsterdam for 17 hours, and then back to London. And then I went back from leave. And then I did that again for London, particularly just because I gravitated towards London for some reason. Okay. Uh, And then right when I got out of the military, I did that again, similarly with London, Scotland, Milan, Italy, and then we, I met family there that lived there and then back to London and then flew back to San Diego. And that's where I moved after the military. Ooh, so Scotland. My views, I love Scotland. It. Did you yeah, say you had family uh, in Italy? Mm-hmm. They are. Oh, Filipino. really? That's awesome. Yeah. That's but, incredible. So, uh, you know, quick shout out to London and uh, Mixed by Jesus, our guest uh, two weeks ago. Sure. He's there currently. Why, uh, you said you kept uh, gravitating towards there. Why, why do you think that is? You just you like that out of all the, well, it's not part of European Union anymore, but, you know, the, the European countries there. London's got that mad vibe, man. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's very true. That's a really good London accent, Londoner accent, actually. Well, okay. So in the Philippines, honestly, like I just TV content that I watched as a child was more British based. Mm -hmm. And so I had this notion that America was kind of like the same. And so I got to America (laughs) at 13 (laughs) and I was was... like, what is this? You know? Um, And I don't know, like even as a kid, like I, What's interesting about London, actually, and just going, focusing on that little topic for a sec, like, I've felt more at home over there than I ever did here in America, maybe with the exception of Mm -hmm. California, just because California does something to you. It's because (laughs) the people are so nice. Yeah. And I don't know. It's just like, I always joke around. It's like, dude, I'm purebred Californian. In and out runs through my my veins and burritos, you know? Yeah. So. (laughs) Tacos, dude. Tacos. The people were... uh, Nice. I, that's a, you know, I don't know if you'd consider that a stereotype, but I, you hear that a lot about the English and how they treat the Americans when they go over there, like tourists and visitors and long stairs, that they're very kind, like very, very kind to Americans. Is that true? I think for my experience, for the most part, yes. But I also, so about something about me is that since English is actually my second language, although it is mm-hmm. my primary one now, uh, my my accent changes depending on my the people that I speak with. So over there, okay. I have a semi-British, semi-American, semi-Filipino accent. So I blend That's crazy. in, and so it's you're, just, I, you're like an Asahi bowl of language, pretty much. And it's just like <laughs> like like I remember I think I was in Spain and this couple had arrived from California, I think. And then so when I'm in Europe, I have a mainly like European British accent. And so I was like, oh, hey, I'm, yeah, I'm from California, too. And they're like, what? Like, why do you sound like that? It's like, oh, I don't know. It's just my accent changes. And it's a thing. And uh, 
It's what, the what did they thing. expect? Did they did they kind of expect you to be like, "What's up, bro? Like, dude, catch the waves, man. Let's get some burrito and some surf and turf." I think you should start talking like that. Yeah. Are you talking to Jimmy or like me? Jimmy, no, Jimmy. Yeah, I'm like he should start talking like that all the time. That'd be hilarious. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm down, man. I'm down. You know. I think, I think you'd make it real big in California. <laughs> yeah, California. I just need office. to switch it up, huh? <laughs> so all this uh, European travel. Um, how long was this? I don't know if you'd even call it a trip. How long was just this journey, almost this adventure? I think. Cumulatively, maybe like a month and a half. Oh, I've also wow. gone to like Dominican Republic by myself, and I mind you, like I did all of that solo. But honestly, like I highly recommend for anyone to just travel solo and out of the country at least once in their lives. Because okay, traveling at least for me, I've realized by detaching myself from one nation, like until like okay, when you're traveling and when you're solo, you have to be open, like you have to greet the world with an open heart. Because that's when it, you'll realize it's like, crap, if I, if I just stay here and like be quiet, I'm not going to make any friends. I ha- I'd have no one to laugh with. And so mm-hmm. you're put in a place wherein you have to be open and just trust your instincts that like when people have bad intentions, like the, the vibes will go wrong, you know, and that's like time for you to dip out. Yeah, it just like, it refines your certain skill sets. Um, and like this ability to like, no matter what, like you got to trust yourself before you trust anyone else. So you need to learn how to listen to your inner self. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's actually very powerful. That's a powerful statement, what you just said. It's like I, you legitimately physically remove yourself from an entire culture, right? And then you place yourself into another culture. And if you don't have that open heart or if you don't have that open personality, that's true. You'll you'll never thrive. It kind of speaks a lot when it comes to like humanity in a way, you know? So I like how you said though, uh, that everyone should try that at least once in mean, traveling by yourself for, uh, for, uh, you know, a longer than a week, like a period of time. I am, um, I'm actually attempting, I'm attempting, I say attempting to do that this summer. I was, uh, I wanted to go to Spain, uh, Rota, because I have a friend who lives out there. He said I could stay and there'd be a lot of times since he's working out there that I'd probably be able to go off on my own and see the other countries and stuff. The only problem that's uh, the only thing that's hindering me even going, of course, is the coronavirus. <laughs> They're not letting any Americans in right now. But it's real. I yeah, I I am going to take your advice <laughs> by the way, <laughs> just to let you know. I'm definitely going to try my best this summer to do that. Do you uh, you said you were in uh, Barcelona and where? Valencia. Valencia. How was that? Yeah. It was awesome. Uh, I was there only for maybe three days. That's amazing, though, that you definitely go to Spain and it'll be fun. You know, just just go go up there and don't really have expectations and to just carry an open heart. And yeah, and above all, like learn to trust yourself and have the have this like very deep relationship with yourself and cultivate that. Something I learned outside of the Navy, actually. <laughs> um <laughs> No, for sure. Uh, okay. So I just want to like say this, like I always say, like you can only have as deep of a relationship with someone else, like the one you do with yourself as deep as the one you do with yourself. And that's something I realized when I, in my year, in my first year out of the Navy, but yeah. <laughs> um, Valencia. <laughs> well, I mean, with all this self-healing that's been going around, right? Like all this deepness, is there anybody now? Do you have anybody, you know, does Javi like, have a special significant like other? Us? Yeah. Not really, dude. Uh, okay, we're now we're getting there. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's hey, oh, you know, it's what natural. It's, it's probably what felt natural. Um, honestly, uh, this is so like refreshing because just the other day I spoke, um, well, my friend and I were conversing. Uh, I said something very truthful and I told her, I was like, when I get involved with someone, and when I have sex with someone, I have only one requirement. It's that I love them. And I was just like, oh, wow, like that's so profound, you know? And uh, the short answer is no, there's no not one like partner or like romantic partner that I'm with right now or have been with actually for a while. But honestly, I used to see this as like a curse <laughs> and like, why, you know? But then at the end of the day, like 
uh, I didn't, I'm thankful that I took the time I needed to truly get to know myself. Um, And without partners, and even though I felt the need to, because at the end of the day, like when I would get to that border of like, I could get with this woman, I was like, uh, nah, 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 nah. It just feels wrong. Mm. Deep. Well, you Damn, know, man, this I, is a deep podcast. I, you know, before before he asked that, uh, you know, about the significant others, I was going to ask, uh, other than the UK, uh, which was uh, where was one of your favorite spots to travel to in in uh, Europe? There, I know because you you said you kept uh, going towards the UK, so I was just wondering. Yeah. I feel like I have a feeling it's going to be a Spanish country, man, because she's been salsaing it up. She's been over there like doing this like bachata salsa stuff, like. You know, that's something, sorry. I was going to say, is he right? <laughs> yeah, dude, absolutely. So it's so crazy because like when when Jimmy met me, like I was at the peak, well, around the peak of like meathead version me. Like I was just, just like, I could not even have a conversation if it wasn't related to like working out. Like I was. Oh yeah, I remember that. Oh, wow. I was yeah, that she guy. Was in the, she was in the gym heavy, man. Like, she's doing, like, pull-ups like a beast. Well, that's where you said you you even, like, confronted her, like, like, like you know, met, like, like at the gym. Yeah, right? I was in the gym. I was like, yeah, dude, she seems like a dope personality. Yeah, let's, let's invite her to L.A. I think also, like, what attracted me to talk to you as well was your camera. And I think it's so funny because, like, now I'm, like, going back to those things that I actually enjoyed even even it was like a little clue then like right now I'm getting into like video editing and video like videography you know and it's like mm. how did I not see it back then like I was already interested in it and now I'm going back to it and I, I actually enjoy it but uh no yeah I I danced also bachata and I never thought because I was just so into the gym I never thought of like becoming a dancer because I was always thought throughout my life. I was like, I'm too macho for it or whatever. Um, toxic masculinity, hashtag, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know that there's a favorite country, but I definitely, it's on my bucket list to like live in the UK for a bit, live in a Spanish speaking country for a bit, France for a bit. And I am just, you know, I feel this, that this is part of my life journey uh, in this lifetime that I live in these areas. Plus, I already speak like these languages anyway. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. I was going to ask if you if you picked up on the language. Yeah, uh, I speak Spanish and I consider it my third language. Unfortunately, like right now, it's kind of disappearing just because the entire year of COVID, I've only spoken spoken mainly uh, in English and maybe Tagalog a little bit. But I speak French as well. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, and I picked that up <laughs> out of necessity because I was so ashamed when I got to France and I couldn't really speak French. And yeah, and after that, I was like, okay, I'm going to go learn French on my own. And I know Korean too, uh, no basic Korean, and I can read and write it. Um, wow. We got, a, we got a linguist. Isn't that crazy? Now. Holy shit. Isn't this like <laughs> the most saying? cultured guest? We, dude, we got a cultured guest right now. All right. Dude, we have a very cultured guest. Don't get me wrong. I've been cultured in other ways, but <laughs> definitely, you know, as far as like strengths, like I definitely can take ownership of like, oh, I learned these re- rather easily. So, yeah. Well, so I'm, that, in, uh, I'm in my robe right now and I'm about to stand up and grab a very heavy dictionary. Oh, we, you know, before, you know, I just want to ask one last thing before we segue into uh, our first uh, segment there. And and this will be quick, I think. But I was wondering, but since you said you already speak a lot of these languages, was there, uh, is is there a difficulty in those countries or maybe just some of those countries where there's a hard barrier on trying to speak to another person or do they... For instance, I heard, I heard this. I don't know if this is true. Yeah. Do they speak a lot of English there? Like, say me, who does not know those languages you mentioned. If I went there with basic Spanish, like, am I going to be able to get by or, you know, how, how would that work? How does that work for you? So it's, so it's a bit funny because, okay, the Philippines was colonized by Spain for 300 years. And so okay. I'm kind of familiar with, like, Spanish culture just because, yeah like colonization but uh i think it came as a shock to me that like the spanish that we learn here in america is mainly based on latin america 
which is different from the Spanish that we, they speak in Spain. It's a it's a difference in like American English and Australian English. And mm-hmm. sometimes like you don't really understand, but I like to, I'd like to like say that, yes, it, you'll get by well, but yeah, at least with Spain. Now French, yes. I have a love-hate relationship with because uh, when they you were speak- harder on you. <laughs> When, when you speak French, you have to come at like a certain, there's like French has a lot of like attitude to the language and culture. Not to say mm-hmm. that they're just very, like, I'm not trying to say they're bad people. Like they just have no, a lot of, course. of personality to it. And yeah, I don't know. So for me, French, it's like a love hate. I love it, but it's like, you know what I mean? Gotta have that sass. Yeah. Gotta have some sass behind it. So you would say in some countries, uh, in, in some of the countries you've been, in um, that it would be easier to get by with just a basic understanding, um, while others it would be a little more difficult, like France, for instance. Yes, but you know something beyond language that I would advise for someone to really refine is just the ability to like communicate in energy and body language, because language can only take you so far. But, you know, a universal language is your body language and how you approach people. Because even if they, you don't understand a word of their say, what they're saying, if you read their body, their energy, like, you'll be okay. So, yeah. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, you know, there's even a theory out there that says, like, language is primitive. It kind of limits you. You can only, like, I could only scream a word. Maybe you'll hear me at 100 yards. Maybe probably not 200 yards. It's very limiting, right? But my energy, right? The energy that I put off or, you know, the way that somebody might walk or somebody might move, that says a lot more about you than what your words could try to make up for, if that makes sense. For sure. hundred percent. Like, yeah, you know, um, I like how you're using the word words a lot because I think we're about to, uh, you know, segue into, you know, our, our favorite, one of our favorite segments here we have at Great Morning, and that is, of course, the word of the day. Word, 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 word of the day. How we do the word of the day, Javi, I will explain it, is I don't know if you see that giant old dictionary that uh, Jimmy has right next to him on his screen. Um, yeah. That dictionary, little backstory on that, that is a dictionary from 1941. He, it's been in his family for a very long time. It has like way more words than we even use today in the English language. What he does is he flips to a random page, puts his finger down, lifts his finger up, and whatever it landed on, that is our word of the day. Now, with season three, what we've been doing with all of our guests is whatever word he maybe fortunately or unfortunately chooses is then you have to use that word in a sentence. And at the end of the season, we are going to judge probably our top 10 guests on the sentences they have come up with. And uh, I'm gonna be honest, so far, uh, out of the six guests we've had on, there's been one good one. Really? <laughs> the others have been really, really <laughs> shit. Last week. Uh, they're funny, though. <laughs> they're funny because they, they don't get it, but they've been pretty shit. So he's gonna pick the word, he's gonna give you the definition, he's gonna spell it, and then you gotta go from there, okay? Sweet. Yeah, this is a very interesting challenge, and I'm excited for the word. I All love right, the way you articulate yourself. <laughs> by the way. So I have very, very high standards for you, Javi. Oh, dear. What should be like, hello? <laughs> it's going to be like, the. Just kidding. Yeah, the. Use the. <laughs> and I'm going to grab the right side of the page this time because I always go for the left and it makes no sense. What'd you get? <laughs> You're not going to believe it. I'm actually directly in the middle of an entire, of an entire definition. Just like one okay. word over here that just takes up the entire. So what is the word? <laughs> so I'm gonna flip again. Oh my god. Oh god. Oh. All right. I'm gonna go yeah. to the left this time. All right. Yeah. Free chant. Free chant. Yeah. Yeah. Free chant. Can you spell that, please? F R E E C H A N T. Okay. So exactly how I thought it was spelled. Uh, what is the definition? It is a kind of resist recitative for psalms and canticles <laughs> okay oh. now i'm gonna look I feel at the like the words definition. in this definition need to be defined 
So yeah, free chant. It's a kind of recessive for psalms and canticles, having a two chord phrase for each hemistitch. Wow. Is this like one of those things where like people back That's in That's like crazy the day because like, the modern definition is exactly the same. It so says that, exactly the same thing you just said. A recitative for psalms and centicles having a two chord phrase for each hemis, hem, hemistic? hemistic? Wow. So we actually found a word that's got continuity. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So now that was a tough word. Um, so now, you know, Javi, you think you got a sentence for us with the word free chant? Free chant. Oh, geez. Okay. Well, okay. let me let me ponder upon it for a bit. I'm reading the definition as well. Yeah, so, does it say the same thing? Well, on Miriam Webster, it says a recitative for psalms. Okay, yes, then. And canticles <laughs> having a two-chord phrase for each hemistic. Isn't that crazy? So I just want to say, this is the first time a word has had like a continuity between the early 1900s and now, because a lot of times we'll look up the definition and they change up. Somebody's yes. touched it, you know? Or the word just, it, it has, it kind of derived into meaning something else. Oh, but yes. What the free chant? What the free chant? I, I know what a psalm is. A psalm is, uh, you know, the songs they sing in church. A church, yeah. But it's, yeah. I think they're called a psalm because they don't rhyme, though. They, or they usually don't rhyme. Anyway. Okay. A sentence. <laughs> it's more of yeah. It's a longer st- sentence. That's okay. So, I used to be part of a church choir. I was. I've always been in choirs and I've sang pretty much my whole life. Um, and when I was part of the church choir it, in high school, we sang a lot of free chants, as one naturally would in a choir, a church choir. So one thing, a free chant that keeps on playing in my mind a lot at very random times is the one that goes like i will choose christ i will choose love i choose to serve i give my heart i give my life i give my all to you so with that said i actually do not follow religion anymore like that but i do believe in a god and i'm rather agnostic slash animistic but I just think it's very profound and it's like stuck with me all throughout my life. So, yeah. That is incredible. Okay. First wow. of all, that was the best we've gotten this season. <laughs> that was absolutely- first of all, you got the definition right. You used she it, used in it a twice. very, very she proper twice. And then you sang a psalm for us. That is so far number one. And I don't know. There, someone's going to really have to try hard to beat that. Wow. That wow. was amazing. No, she said it twice. That's the thing. She, she said it twice, she, too. Yeah. Was. She used it twice. She said free chant twice. I was like, what? Ooh. If I was the DJ, I'd be like, boop, 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 boop. <laughs> Yes. I will go out on a limb and say I think that is number one so far. So for the season finale of the season, you might be number one in that spot. Oh, man. I'm, I'm honored. Like, I got to say, though, like, my goal was not – to like give the best one obviously but rather like i think maybe an advice you guys could give others is like don't make it don't be so pressured about producing a sentence but rather tell a story with this word because if you tell a story then it becomes like it a sentence is rather linear you know yes it's just a piece of cloth but when you paint a picture it's more than just a sentence it becomes a picture and then you solve the challenge as you go. But yeah. Mm. Wow. Wow. So Thank you. How that. is that was, that was how is Harvard, by the way? How's Harvard? <laughs> that was each a segue. You know, we I was gonna <laughs> yeah, we were gonna segue into that. I definitely wanted to ask some about that. Um, but should we start with that? Or I was wondering like how you even considered like how you even uh like wanted Chose to it. choose Harvard in the first place. You know, oh, I mean it's a great school, of course, but it's yeah. Ivy League. Probably, you know, I guess, I guess people might consider it the best school in the world. That and Oxford, right? I, I think it's up there, right? The Ivy Leagues there. I think, uh, I, I, I think that ranking is a little bit rigged. And if you ask the academic world, then maybe it's like debatable, and you know, they'll be like, "Oh, Princeton's better," like, "Oh, Stanford's better," but yeah, Princeton, I don't really care everybody, for it. Everybody always says Princeton. Yeah, but shout out to New Jersey. 
right? <laughs> uh, I don't really care for it, honestly. Um, the opportunity fell on my lap with Harvard. Well, how did it fall on your lap? Yeah, that's that's the story, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. Right around the time I met Jimmy, okay. I got injured. Right around the time that I was heartbroken as well. Uh, oh, geez. basically. I'm sorry. <laughs> I like I came into your life like right at this that like impeccable time of a of a crazy transition. Yeah. Wait, that's honestly. weird. On a side note, real quick, I'm sorry, and and then of course I want you to continue. But I met you when I was injured, Jenny. Remember my hand? Wow. Yeah. That's kind of weird. That's a little weird. All right. Anyway, yeah. Please continue. <laughs> For sure. Uh, this injury led me to again pull myself out of the situation that I was in. And it's uh, and I had the opportunity to attend a scholarship in Yale in Connecticut for okay. two weeks, and it's a it's actually called Warrior Scholar Project. For anyone who's interested, you basically just have to be a veteran or active duty military to join. To it's an academic boot camp, and after that, in that I met my friend Ernie, and we kept t- touch throughout the years and. Yeah. So I got out of the military in November 2018, and I had stayed in San Diego for maybe eight months. Around that time, I was kind of feeling like whatever. I I was sort of looking for something, but I wasn't because I was enjoying my life in San Diego. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was working for a local marketing company, and I was I was living my stoner life as you know, anyone would after the Rolling military. Stone. Oh, of course. We've talked about that a lot this season. But anyway, <laughs> continue, please. For sure, for sure. Uh, I was also in a dance team for Bachata at that time. <clears throat> after after work and after dance practice on a Friday night, uh, Ernie reaches out to me after, after a couple of years of not talking, you know. Uh, I knew he was already going to Harvard then. And he reaches out to me and he's like, hey, I aren't you in San Diego? I'll be in San Diego for the night, like, do you want to catch up and meet me and my friend somewhere? And I saw this after dance practice and I was like, oh shoot. Yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. You know? So I drove to the hotel that he mentioned and like him and his friends were so nice. And then we were at the rooftop and then we were catching up, we were drinking, uh, maybe wine. And then we got some bomb ass <laughs> tacos, like fancy ass nice. tacos. Tacos. And, uh, he was like, hey, man, so what are you doing here anyway? I was like, uh, I don't know, but I'm just like smoking weed and like, you know, working at this job. I don't really know where to go. He's like, I have, like aren't you going to go to school? And I was like, you know, but I'm ready for sure. And he's like, well, oh, and I asked him, I was like, hey, how is Harvard? How do you like it there? And he's like, honestly, it's pretty boring. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, like I think people at the end of the day, when you're in the, when it, becomes your everyday life like just like with anything it's like at the end of the day it's just another university it's your normal yeah okay granted like sometimes it does get challenging but yeah that's yeah yeah anyway uh so he was talking to you about between wine and tacos he was talking yeah yeah school and uh he was like why don't you check out this program at harvard what have you got to lose and i was like all right, you're right, you know. So I think a week later, I booked ticket for Boston for the first time for four days. And then I happened to walk into Pride. I didn't even plan it. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I made friends. None of them, or maybe two of them were staying in Boston, but the rest were just travelers as well uh, through this um, application called Couch Surfing. If you guys are familiar with Yeah, I love Couch Surfing. I'm not. What is that? It's essentially an application where you can like meet pe- fellow travelers and then you could crash someone's place or couch. Oh, okay. It's so kind yeah. of, okay. Okay, cool. This <laughs> like is what it sounds like indeed. It's exactly what it sounds like. Great. All right. So, yeah. So they were These like, people, yeah, man, jump on the, jump on the, jump on the thing, man, get into Harvard. And you were like, uh, sure. Sort of like that. It's basically, I had a really great time with these people uh or throughout the throughout the four days that i was there and just because of the vibes i was like you know boston is actually a city that i'd be willing to explore and the like so i went back after that to san diego and then i asked my dad i was like hey 
what do you think if I do this and enroll myself at Harvard for the summer and see if I like the university? He said, yeah, I think you should do it. And so within a week as well, I moved to Boston. And so the program that I'm in with Harvard is called the Extension School, but essentially it's like they offer hybrid courses, they offer online only, and they offer in-seat courses. Hmm. And so I opted out for the in-seat ones. And yeah, honestly, dude, Harvard was tough in the beginning because like there was a huge learning curve, but, and it was just like, mind you, it was like year one of me getting out of the Navy. So it was just... Yeah, you don't have oh, the academic like background of like consistently practicing yeah. papers and writing. And I was very much yeah. like out of my comfort zone. And yeah, what's funny four is, years, yeah, like, yeah, four years in the Navy is like, you, we're not doing any fucking school and shit. I mean, there's like, like studying for the advancement exam, but it's not, it's not like sitting down and going to lectures and shit like that. Yeah. So it was so nuts because, and, and I'm, I'm going to have to bring in obviously the military with me and my Harvard story, just because, I mean, it's a lot of what I experienced. I think what really screwed me up was the fact that like it was perceived stress. Like there was nothing like no jets coming at me or like, you know, no chief directly yelling at my face, but hey, rather shout out to the chiefs. Right. <laughs> and congrats, by the way, man. Thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah. And it was just, it was tough you know, to even for a friendly person like me to make real good and steady connections. And I ended up with like two really good friends, but yeah, Harvard, Harvard was tough in the beginning, but now it's like, I mean, with COVID and everything I can do school online. And I think I'm going to continue for at least another year with it online, but Harvard is cool, honestly. And I'm, I hate to like quote Ernie on this, but it's kind of boring. Um, and I think it's, it's got to do a lot with like, you know, when you're trying to reach a goal and then in the process of reaching your goal, you're working so hard to get this. But then once you reach your goal, you're like, oh, now what? You know, so until yeah. the next goal and it's like, OK, so it's just one of those things to me. And I may I may sound very privileged saying that. And I OK, I understand that. But at the same time, this is my reality. And it's not like I'm not grateful because I am. It's just all I'm saying is. At, at the end of the day, I'm going to university and that's it. And my views on university has has shifted and evolved from when I just got out of the military to now where I'm just getting a degree for the sake of getting a degree, not because this is something that I want to build a career for. Does that make sense? Yep. You got that non-skid skin. That non, yeah. that non-skid skin. You got tough skin, man. That's what's up. So <laughs> that's funny. Um, when... When you say it was boring, um, do you mean like the entire, like, you know, going to class and listening to a professor speak kind of boring? Or do you mean like the whole, I guess the word I should use is vibe of the school? Like, you know, you know how you hear some schools are like, oh, they're definitely party schools. Like, yeah, we go to school, you know, we learn stuff during the week, but then. Hey, yes, you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, is, is that what you mean by boring? Like the whole surrounding vibe of it or just like the actual classes? Or both. <laughs> okay, so neither, but both at the same time, if that makes okay. sense. So we have to consider, though, that by the time I got to university, to college, I was not, I was no longer in this phase of like, let's party, let's go to frat parties. I was no longer in that phase. I had, I had, I have bursts of that, but I can only have it for one night, and it's just like not until the next year, you know. Mm -hmm. So when I got through that university life, it's like. It was so crazy because, and this is like real stuff, by the way, like as a veteran, I found it very difficult to just sit still in a lecture, no matter how interesting it may be. I was just like, I, I just, you know, I can't sit still. And it was just like such a big problem for me. Oh my God, <laughs> such a big problem. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but I was still dancing all throughout. I actually made a lot of dance. Like I met a lot of dance people and made dance friends. So oh, it wasn't awesome. like the scene in Harvard. And plus I like picked up dragon boating, which is kind of like rowing, just different way, basically. Um, mm -hmm. The scene is very fun in, in Harvard, in Cambridge and in Boston. But at the end of the day, it was kind of just like, okay, now great. Like I wanted to go to this university, but then I'm here. And it's like, I was hit with this point where I was like, 
is this all there is to life? And, and I have to bring it back to me traveling because I really wanted to see, I felt another calling for me, you know? So yeah, man, that, that's it in like a nutshell. What do you think? It, what do you think your calling is? Uh, honestly, I'm not really sure, but I'm here to find out. And, but I do know that like, there's this just voice that has been telling me for a while now. And if I listening to it, that's telling me to like, Hey, get out of the country, get out of the country, get out there. And it's gotten to the point that it's deafening and I can't ignore it. Like to ignore it would be the, dem- the demise and death of my dreams of, you know, what I've, what, what my life and everything that has happened prior to this moment, like to not follow this would mean to dishonor all of that, the past events that developed me to become the person I am today. That is brave enough and able to take the steps that I need, the next steps that I need to take. So, yeah. Okay. Well, you know, before we start uh, wrapping things up here, do you have any advice for anyone who is trying to say enter Harvard or another Ivy League school of that uh, pristine, you know, like Princeton? Like you mentioned, you mentioned some of them, Yale, Princeton. You know, do you have any advice for these these young folks out there? Yeah. Um, so. I think that Ivy League schools like that are intimidating at first, Mm -hmm. but once you do the work that's needed and number one, know your worth just so that you could express this to people and that's all there is really to it. They're intimidating, but at the end of the day, it's just another university and that life, just because you don't go to an Ivy League university doesn't mean shit. Or just because you don't go to university or anything like that doesn't mean shit. Life does not end or begin at university. Life begins right where you are. And so if it is your dream to go to Harvard or Yale or anything like that, then definitely pursue it. But you don't need to get to these schools or any school for that matter to follow your dreams. Wow. Well, that's I, that's some great, great last minute advice. Thank you so great much. Great morning. For- and then get great morning yeah good morning Um, everyone yeah so uh you know javi thank you so much for coming on um you know i can't believe it's you know it's already that time we've been you know talking a little over than an hour here um but you know we're gonna do what we always do at the end of an episode of great morning we're gonna go around the computer screen and do our last minute plugs so starting with you know the chief the boss slightly special himself my friend you got any last minute plugs for listeners oh man uh hey Wash your Stay, hands. Wash your hands, right? Cover your mouth, wear a mask. Um, COVID is real. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it right now, you guys. You guys know where to find Pray me, man. Instagram at slightly special with two L's. Pray for the man. Yes. And of course, uh, you know, before we get to Javi here, uh, you can, you know, like you said, follow slightly special. You can follow me on Instagram, Christian D. Merm. That's my personal. You can follow the great morning underscore the podcast now. That is the new um instagram page for the podcast follow um me on twitter christian murmur um and then i wanted to talk about something real quick um many of you listening now might uh might have noticed that uh trip god jimmy is not here right now um as usual um there's a reason for that um he's fine everything's fine i don't want anyone to worry he's fine he's fine i don't want anyone to worry about that it's just right now um in his life, he's got he's got a lot going on, and uh, he can't always make it to the podcast like we're able to right now. And you know, that's just life. Sometimes shit comes up that we didn't expect, and you got to deal with it. And we miss him, and we're excited for the day he can come back onto the podcast. And whatever he's doing, I support him. You know, a thousand percent. He's my brother. Love the guy. But I just want to, you know acknowledge that just before we get any emails or messages like hey where the fuck was kilo in that episode <laughs> and you guys didn't even mm-hmm. fucking say anything about it so you know that's all i have to say about that you know but um you know moving down to javi here um my friend thank you so much for coming on it was an honor having you do you have any last minute plugs for the listeners yeah uh thank you so much for having me here honestly like i'm so honored and so grateful to like have spent this hour and some change with y'all but yeah, I for to you that's viewing this, like thank you for listening and I hope that you gained insightful nuggets. Uh, like good insight yeah. that can propel you towards your journey in this lifetime. So yeah. 
Hell yeah. All right. Oh, well yeah. then guys, that, that was, that was great. That was our, uh, that was our, you know, slightly special episode of great morning. So thank you all for joining in. Great morning. Great morning. Great morning. Bye. Yeah. Great morning. Great morning. Great morning. Great morning.